Welcome, welcome, welcome to USA Talk. I'm Fringa. That's Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to USA Talk. This is the best podcast about the USA. And we are so excited to talk to you again this week, as always. I'm Lado yes. Fringa, like she said. Like, like I say, like I say, so, you know, it's been a couple weeks. Last we talked to you, fine, fine USA talker listeners, we had hired a new farmhand, Alexi Fire, and, you know, he started out as a farmhand here at the homestead, and, you know, he, he... Well, he's been here for about two weeks now. Yes, yes. And it was it was a rocky start. Like he described on the, the podcast, he had no idea what mucking a stall even was, which is like... He never muck a stall in his entire life. Yeah. I don't even so, think he knew what the word muck even meant, Fringa. Yeah, like what kind of like adult human are you if you've never cleaned shit with a big iron rake out of a, a an animal stall? It's it's absolutely absurd. And you I don't know, even think he ever wear mucking boots in his life either. No, no. You no. know the first day we had, we had to provide the mucking boots for yeah. him. Well you, know, you would you would think that he would have his own mucking boots to bring on the job. Little, he was wearing like a professional. He was wearing Crocs the first day <laughs> that he showed up, and we were quite confused because, like, when you wear shoes with holes in them, it, the the poop will get into your toes, and like that's really disgusting. So. Yes, we were quite appalled. We had to provide him with some boots. We actually made the boots ourselves. You're welcome. Uh, and, you know, he's doing fine, I guess. Like, it takes maybe, like, five minutes out of my daily chores, the work that he does. But, you know, he's got a lot of creative ideas for the wedding business. And he seems to be somewhat happy, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say he's somewhat happy. I mean, he's gotten much better at uh, mucking stalls for sure. When he first started, it took him about an hour to muck through one stall. Yeah, and now it take him about fifteen minutes, which is yeah. uh, that's okay. that's a big improvement. So we do appreciate that, and we um, do time him too. We do time him. We time it every day. I mean, there are some downsides too. I did mention to some of our listeners uh, on Twitter that he do, he do cry every night uh, yes. in his stall. Yes. He's he, he cries every night because he misses his wife. Oh, right? Yes. <laughs> but did, this is very unprofessional. You know, he's supposed to be a farmhand here in our homestead. He's supposed to have his head in the game, but he's crying all the time. Crying um, all so, the time. Mm -hmm. So we have let him spend more time with uh, the best chicken, Linda. And I think that has been helping him a little bit. He's a little less lonely at night. Yes, but Laddle, you're, you're leaving out a key part of the story of his relationship with the best chicken, uh, best chicken Linda, not Laddle. Uh, <laughs> Linda is no longer with us, Laddle. Well, we do have a second Linda, though. Yes, we do have Linda the second. That's true. All right. Yes. So, yeah, we do have some uh, sad news for everyone. Linda, number one, is no longer with us. And whose fault do you think that is? Uh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault either. And then whose fault no, is it, Battle? It's, it's Alexi's fault. Oh. 
What? A ranch handle like fire? Shark. Yeah, we we make we well we need to slaughter a chicken, right? Because mm -hmm. we have to make dinner. We have to provide for ourselves in the farm in the homestead. We tell Lexi to go slaughter chicken for us. What does he do, Fringa? He slaughtered. What does he do? He 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 slaughtered our Linda. He slaughtered the most perfect chicken that have ever been born. It's he slaughtered our Linda. And it's quite offensive because we made sure he knew which one Linda was many times. We drew he, we we showed him how to shave Linda's legs. Yes, yes, we did. And you know, like she's very distinguished because she wears a diaper because she goes into the house with us. So you'd think, like, you know, this guy, he would know. But he you would, know what? We we think. really need the help around the farmstead is, you know, it's a lot or the homestead is a lot to take care of and nobody else wants to help us. Like not even like that pervert Horace. He doesn't help us at all. So we're keeping Alexi. Uh, this is his first notice for killing Linda the chicken, and we'll see how he does. You know, this is the first strike. You got. Well, now that strikes. we have a Linda, uh, Linda the second, he better not kill her. Well, yes, this is his. This is chance number two for Alexi. Yes. Well, you know, some sometimes chicken fools never learn their lessons. So. You know, we'll just we'll just have to keep him on notice, and you know, we've got the camera set up. It's all good. It's all good. And you know, all we right. also we also did a lot of like radish root curses on him, so he should stay in line. It, it'll yes. be okay. He's very itchy. I will <laughs> say that. Yes, yes, yes. And we also put pebbles in his jacket too, just as a precaution. Okay, yes. so Laddle, we have been here on the homestead locked in quarantine and you know as much as we talk about the garfield restaurant we have not actually left the homestead for anything except for cvs one time you went to the swap meet another day but you know we we're really you know we're taking this lockdown very seriously in quarantine and all that very seriously very seriously however this is fate's cruel spell on us there's this local restaurant that's down the street from us it's called red lobster and they've just released a new cocktail it comes in like a big cauldron like glass and it's bright green like the pallor of an old goblin and we are so excited to try this drink because it looks like it's just like the ideal refreshing cocktail on a hot late fall night it's the red lobster dugarita dugarita, dugarita. Yes. and we actually got to go mm -hmm. recently with a couple of our two closest friends go on the double date with Fringa and Lado. Yes, and they were they were quite rude to Fringa and Lado. I'll just put that out there. And by yeah, date, they weren't gentlemen at all. And it didn't go the way that we would have liked. No, no. Okay, first of all, I will say that they were very against us going to the Red Lobster. They wanted us to go to some place called the Seashell. No, thank you. The Seashell is a terrible, disgusting place. The there Seashell is... Bar and Grill. The Seashell, yes. The Seashell Bar and Grill is a disgusting place. They don't even have seafood on the menu. It's just called the Seashell because they put out some, like, old, like, dock rope around the outside and put a, like, 
wooden beechwood driftwood sign that says seashell on it. That's that's the extent that they go with with the theme. But Uncle Howard and Uncle Franklin really like to hang out there. They do not try the cuisine. They don't get any interesting drinks there. I believe Uncle Franklin gets a Cosmo and Uncle Howard gets, I don't know, probably like a Moscow mule or something. But they just like to go there to try to pick up women. So when I said, well, let's go to the Red Lobster, they were said, they said, well, we're actually going to go to the seashell. And that made Loud yeah, because so pissed. The Red Lobster are too fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For our uncles. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. They're not used to such high class service. They're not used to taking women to such an an expensive establishment. They'd rather yeah. just take us to some crummy food bar. Yes. Like all you can get at the seashell is like provolone sticks and gravy fries and uh, a tossed salad. Like, that's the extent of the menu at the seashell. At Red Lobster, you can get lobster. You can get lobster crab. pasta. You can get a crab. You can get a party platter of fried prawns. You can get a whole dessert chocolate wave You cake. can get shrimp wrapped in bacon. Yeah. You can get biscuits. You can get one dozen Cheddar Bay biscuits. You can get one whole tail of a lobster. Butter. What? Butter. Butter? You can get butter. Yes. The red lobster. You can get get butter. They give you a melted butter in a cup. Yes, with garlic glaze. With garlic glaze. Yes. Yes. Refined food. And, you know, these cheap uncles... Bless their hearts, as they say, but they are just, you know, they have no interest in fine cuisine. They don't care. So, you know, Laddell, we, we, we did. Were able to, we were able to talk them into the Red Lobster, mm-hmm. the, however, because we did talk to them about trying the highly coveted Dugarita. Yes, they were really excited about the Dugarita, I must say. And, like, they were just going on and on about how delicious Mountain Dew alone is. I've never had Mountain Dew before, but I like the color scheme of it. Whatever. Like, if they wanted to buy it for us, fine. But they actually did not buy it for us. They didn't buy us anything, I must say. No. Uh, and so we actually, ha- we, we had to pay f- for all of our meals. Yes, and we were able to barter some of that price down. Thank you very much. You know, we do have a friend on the inside of Red Lobster that we do some mushroom trading with. But, you know, beyond that, like it was only, it was, you know, just a small discount. And they slapped us with a pretty big bill. So, you know, I would just like to say a big fuck you to (laughs) Uncle Howard and Uncle Franklin for dining and dashing. Let's be real, real talk. They actually left halfway through the meal. And we had to walk home and we walked past the seashell on the way home and we saw them at the bar at the seashell. We we flipped that seashell off. Oh, we flipped it off. And they were all alone, I must say. They weren't talking to anybody. They could have been talking to actually they were they were both crying. They (laughs) that is also true. They were both sobbing into their Moscow mules. So, you know. The lesson here is don't ever go on a double date with Uncle Howard and Uncle Franklin. They're trash. But we did have a good time at the Red Lobster for the first part of it. 
We had a good time and we got to try what we came for in the first place. Yeah, the Dugarita. We got to try the Dugarita. Yes, and, and we we drink, we each drink our own Dugarita. We we're gonna share one, but uh, we decided, you know, let's well because Uncle Howard said, "Oh yeah, treat yourself, ladies, treat yourself, treat yourself." 2011, like just treat yourself, and we we're like, okay, okay, fine, we will, we will, we will. So we ordered two two Dugaritas, and let me tell you, two Dugaritas between two very very small ladies. Very beautiful ladies. Very beautiful ladies, we must say. It, that really walks a walks a punch. You know, we got quite drunk. And uh, that walk home from the Red Lobster was pretty rough, actually. It was it was a little bit. But I've got to tell you that the Dugarita, as is good as everyone uh, has been saying, it is neon green. Mm-hmm. It glows in the dark. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is an important aspect for... A cocktail. Yeah, it's it's like almost like it's like enchanted. It's like it's like the flesh of like I said an old goblin, but that's actually inaccurate because go- old goblins they turn a little bit more like brown green as they get older. It's more mm-hmm. like a baby goblin. Yes, baby goblin. Yes, yes, and it it's quite beautiful. It's, it's a very enchanting drink. So that was our experience with the Dugarita at your local Red Lobster. But, you know, like we were on our walk home, we were really struggling. We were falling a lot. We were cold. We were just Mm -hmm. really having a hard time. Laddle fell in a mud puddle. I lost my high heel. So it was just a really hard time for us to get home. But we were starting to, you know, to make the time pass with the, the seven miles that we had to walk along a highway. We started thinking about like all of our favorite recipes that we've had since we've moved to the U.S. And since this is USA Talk, why not talk about some of these recipes that we've made here at the homestead? I think mm-hmm, people would be yes. really interested in this. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have to say that the Dugarita really inspire Fringa and Laddle. Yes. Uh, yes. It, it kind of lights a fire in our belly mm-hmm. and um, make us want to create. Uh, yes. So we it gave big, us a lot of energy too. Oh, it gave us ton of energy. We were, I, I mean, we were trying to race each other home. Yes, uh, yes. Before was, we started falling down ditches. Well, yes, we did. And it was really hard when I had only one shoe on. But um, Laddle, you know, being the great friend that she is, she did find me an old shoe that somebody tossed on the side of the freeway. And so I put that on and, and that was very helpful. So, yes, we were racing each other. And, you know, after we got the, like, strength from the Dugarita, we actually weren't really falling down so much anymore, as far as I can remember. No, we we had un- unprecedented strength. Yes. And, you know, I think we were powered by the delicious recipes that we were talking about because we came up with a list. And then when we got home, we just made every single one of them. So let's let's talk about some of the stuff that we made when we got home, Laddle. Yeah. So, oh, we are so excited, you guys. We're, we've been talking about creating our own cookbook, maybe possibly um, add menu to our wedding event. I mean, we're so excited about basically sharing American cuisine with the rest of our community, the rest of the but- world, the rest of our friend. But Laddle, oh, you must state, so this is American cuisine, but this is American cuisine with the Laddle and Fringa twist on it. 
touch. This is, yeah, touch. It's, you know, it's, we touch it. We, t- we touch it. We, we take our, our little fingers and we just dig them we right swirl in. swirl them around. We stick them in. Whirl we it around. Swirl it around and we shake it. And we Lattle, shake it good. I take my one long fingernail and I like draw some little sketches in it. You put the whole food in your hands and you clap it together. I like smush it's, it together. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's you a very it down. it's a very hands-on from and it's true, you know, like big USA trend is farm to table. This is farm to hands cuisine. Farm to hands. Yes. Yes. So we put our own twist on classic American cuisines. So let's talk about the first one that we made as soon as we got home. As soon as we got home. Well, we rushed into the front door and we had to make this. Uh, We were so excited. We were very inspired by the Dugarita, as uh, we say earlier. But we are ready to use the amazing beverage of Mountain Dew for something else. What we excited to use Mountain Dew for is our gamer bread. Mm. Okay, so this this is a very delicious American cuisine. Uh, this made by some kind of people that play the video game on the computer, mm-hmm. but the, and they love the Mountain Dew. So they, they do post about the recipes online. And that's where we first came across this recipe, Mountain Dew Gamer Bread. So this is white chocolate chip brownie. Okay, so this is a white brownie, not the brown chocolate like you all accustomed to. This white chocolate brownie with Mountain Dew syrup. Yes, yes. And you add it in. You can use any Mountain Dew syrup you want. You can use the green one, you can use the code red one, you can use the blue one, you can use the orange one. I don't I don't know how many varieties there are. So Laddle, the one problem that we ran into with the Mountain Dew Gamer Bread Brownie uh, is that we didn't actually have the Mountain Dew syrup. So we had to actually make our own. So that was a very interesting experiment for us, but we were so powered by the Dugarita that we were actually able to come up with something. We were able to make it work. Well, first of all, we knew that we that it had to be green. Mm-hmm. It had to be it had to be green like a radioactive rod. Yes. Um so we first go outside and we we use the resources that we have on the land and we see well what's green out here. Well, we got the grass. So we yes, go out we there have and a lot of grass. We have we have ton of grass and the grass is green. We go out there, we start clipping, clipping, clipping away at the grass, and we collect that in a nice bounty. Do we bring that inside? We put it in a blender. We blend it up. We blend it up. We blend it up, and then we pour that into a cup. We try it. We will be honest; it wasn't the best. It did no. taste a, it tasted a lot like uh, like grass. Yes, it tasted like the earth that we homestead on but we found a solution Mm. Uh, what we do is we actually we take a big bowl of sugar white sugar and we pour it in with the grass water we stir it together we stir and we stir and we stir we try that hello this is mountain dew this is basically mountain dew it is Mountain Dew, and, and you know one of the things that we discovered is that if you if you stir together sugar, water, and just 
blended up grass. Um, it does become quite sweet and it starts to attract a lot of animals around the homestead too. So we yes, have, it attract a lot of bees, a lot of bees, a couple hummingbirds, uh, you know, a couple of the night monkeys. So pollinators, was, pollinators. It was, it was quite fun. Yes. And so that's basically, we discovered the recipe for Mountain Dew. It's blended up homestead grass with some sugar melted in. Mm -hmm. uh, it's mana from heaven, you know? So you just add that to the white chocolate brownie. Yes. And, you know, fortunately, we had a mix for white chocolate brownies because we, we do not care for regular brownies. We only eat white chocolate brownies. That's true. So that was the first recipe we made. And, you know, if you want to have your wedding at the homestead, we can make a whole cake out of that, a multi-tier cake of the Mountain Dew Gamer white chocolate brownie bread. You just let us know. We, we, will, we will do that for you now that we know mm -hmm. the recipe for Mountain Dew. So next, you know, that we were really sugared up after that. And... Laddle, you got a little wild. You were doing a lot of like running circles. And I, I was I was running circles and I was yelling spring break. Yes, you were you were doing both those things. And I, I don't know where I don't we don't I don't know what a spring break is because in the spring we have to work a lot on the homestead. So I didn't know what that was coming from. It started to scare me a little bit. So and I was it's, Amer it's American Fringa, you wouldn't understand. Yeah, I Laddle more American than Fringa. Well, you think that, but I was able to actually calm you down by cooking one of the most classic American recipes that I have ever heard of. So mm -hmm. when I was first learning about American culture, I used to go to this really great little pizza place. And, you know, I don't really like pizza. I don't care for it. But what I'd like to do is take the take a fork and scrape off the sauce from the, the bread part and then pick out the cheese and just eat the tomato. I really love that that taste of that tomato when it's like warm and kind of mushy and it's got like a little bit of like specks of cheese in it. That's my favorite. So I used to do that. You know, that's what I like. I like to take the, the just the tomato part of the pizza, scrape it off of the bread part, separate it out from the cheese, and then just eat that tomato mush in a little cup. That's my favorite, favorite American meal, especially when I first mm -hmm. moved to America. I would just go to pizza joints and do that. So one of the pizza places that I would go to, they told me that they were going to try a new kind of food, a new menu item. And, and we said, we said, what? Yeah, what? because like, we, well, pizza is already so good on its own. We yeah, said, it's fine. It's said, fine. Why do, why, 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 why do you got to fix something not broke? Yeah, exactly. You don't need to do anything more with pizza. No, you I don't mean, got you to put, do no more with pizza. All you, right. You got the bread. You got the, you got the red sauce. And made with the tomato fresh. You got the cheese, Fringa. Yes. The cheese fresh from the goat or the cow or whatever that you'd get your cheese from. Right. And then you got the topping. Yes. Well. Why do you want to change a pizza? Well, 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 this man, he was very ignorant. He decided to come up with something called pizza burger. Now, friends, you might be asking, what what is a pizza burger? Well, what exactly. What if the word of the pizza? It's, we know what the pizza is. We know what the burger is. 
But what does that mean when you combine the two words together? So what he did was he took a burger patty, like a, you know, a smushed ground up cow smushed up together. He took that and he put it in between two slices of pizza and that's pizza burger. So instead of the, the breading or the, you know, the, the, um, brioche, the butt butt of the, of the burger, the top and the bottom part, Mm -hmm. um, instead of that, he put pizza slices. And then there was a burger in between it. So that was pizza burger. That's a pizza burger right there for you. And he also had another thing on the menu called pizza grilled cheese. Now, you might be asking yourself, pizza grilled cheese, pizza already has cheese on it. And it's useless cheese because you just scrape it off with your fork. But what he did is he took two slices of pizza turn them upside down so they're Mm -hmm. facing out and then you put them the two like back parts together that don't have anything on them and you put more cheese in between more cheese more More cheese cheese. maybe like a different cheese maybe the like you know an orange cheese or gorgonzola maybe gorgonzola maybe some brie the solution is always more cheese yeah, in, 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 in the middle, and the yeah, yeah, in American cuisine, they love their cheese everywhere. So they said, "Oh, this pizza, it has cheese and topping on top, but it has nothing on the bottom. What if we put more cheese on the bottom and then stuck it to another piece of pizza, so there is even more cheese and more toppings on the bottom? So it's just this one big loaf of cheese, bread, tomato, and whatever topping you want. So that's yeah. Pizza, you can add pepperoni. Cheese. You can you add can, the mushroom. Yes. You can you can add uh, the pepperoni. Sure. You you yeah. add what you want. So I was like, okay. We are both going crazy. You know, Lada was doing her circles and yelling. I was starting to get the urge to throw knives. It's like a thing that I get sometimes when I've had a couple of drinks in me. I just want to throw knives. And I, I'm, I think I'm quite good. So I said, okay, we, you know... One thing that Americans like to do is when they get real drunk or, you know, hungover or whatever, they like to eat something really greasy and heavy and and not Mm -hmm. sugary. So I said, okay, well, let's go back to Mr. Pizza Man. Let's make the the pizza grilled cheese. So we did not have any pizza in the house. However, we had some delicious Sardinian milk cheese, which is also called Casu Marzu. It's a delicacy. It's one of the most sought after cheeses that you can get. We make it here on the homestead. It's just basically you take a regular sheep milk cheese and you leave it out in the barn for a little bit. And then real life maggots actually come and embed themselves into the cheese. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. brings this like delightful, woody, earthy, you know, just um, delightful. The flies, the flies bring the maggots. Yes. And it it gives us this just like really distinct taste. So we had that. And then we didn't actually have any pizza and we didn't really have any bread. However, we did have the German fitness bread, which is like, you know, our favorite bread to eat. It's the, you know, the the most flattened seeded bread that you can get. um, If you're familiar with that, comes in pumpernickel or it comes in, I think only rye flavors. So those two breads are our favorite. So 
I was able to do a little rendition of the pizza grilled cheese with that. And I think I added some tomatoes, you know, some late season tomatoes. So it was, it was pretty good. If that sounds delicious to you, we will put that on the menu. You just let us know. Yes, definitely. Uh, so another, another recipe that we want to add, that we add to this cookbook we've been talking about is our very special recipe. Use one of our favorite ingredients. It's called Dorito. Mm. And it, this is the, the Dorito chicken and cheese casserole. Mm -hmm. So basically, we love to eat chicken here on the homestead. As you know, we raise many a chicken. We slaughter chicken, not Linda, except for the first Linda, but we're not going to slaughter the second Linda. Uh, and we make casserole out of uh, many of these chicken. And in order to really make it the USA authentic, we do add the Dorito crumb. Mm -hmm. uh, to our casserole. But Laddle, you must mention that we make our own Dorito here on the homestead. I mean, we don't want to spend all the money going to the 7-Elevens and buying like 100 bag of the Dor of the Cool Ranch Dorito. Hell no. Hell no. Yeah. So we do, we do figure out our own recipe here on the homestead. Um, we do know how to grow corn. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who not in the know, Dorito chips are, they're made from the corn that grows out of the ground. Basically, all you have to do is mix it with, well, another American delicacy is the ranch dressing. Mm -hmm. So but, you smash the corn but, and you smash the ranch. Laddle, laddle. We also must mention that we make our own ranch dressing here at the homestead. And let us tell you that all ranch dressing is, is uh, slightly spoiled goat milk with some pepper and uh, chopped up onion powder in it. And a little bit of dill. A little bit of dill. Yes. So go on, go on. I'm sorry. I yeah. Just, you know, if, if people are interested in making this on their own and they want the classic homestead flavor, then they need to know these things. Yeah. So you got to crush this together with the corn and then you put it on the frying pan and you fry it, you fry it, you fry it. And that's how you make the Dorito chip. And as far as the cheese go, well, I mean, some people go to the store, they'll buy their own cheese. And the Fringalado don't do that. No. Fringo and Lado, we build our cheese from the ground up. Uh, so we, yeah, we use our we use our cow, we use our goat, and we well, we squeeze them for cheese. We squeeze it's them true. and we get the, the liquid cheese and then we let that sit for a while, it becomes the hard cheese. And that's the part of the cheese that you use for the casserole. And then as far as the chicken, you should be you should be breeding your own chicken by now if you've been listening to the, our podcast, USA Talk. You should have a chicken coop. You should have a chicken run. You should have chicken by now. At least one. Just you should have at least one, yes. And you go ahead and you, you got to use the chicken that you grow. You slaughter that chicken. You add the, the cheese. And you add the Dorito, okay? And you put that together in a casserole. And it's delicious. Everybody loves it. We, you know, we often have pre-COVID times, we'd have a lot of friends and familiars over at the homestead to share these meals with us. And everybody loved the Dorito chicken and cheese casserole. And in our cookbook, you'll find other recipes like buffalo mozzarella sticks made with real mm -hmm. buffalo, fried zucchini and breaded chicken on the stick. What on the stick is the key. So if you're going to, if you're going to make food for the USA, 
Add it to a stick. Yes. And we we actually uh, craft our own sticks from the homestead. So that's the homestead touch. That's what I'm talking about. It's not just any old stick. It's a stick from our oldest, rottingest oak tree that is also somewhat cursed. It's uh, the most haunted. It's the it's most haunted, haunted oak tree might, on the entire homestead. There might have been a woman that was, uh, well, might have She died. was hung there. She what? She was hung there. Oh, there's also a woman that was hung there. There's also a woman that died inside the tree. So, you know, there's just like a lot of scary (laughs) things about this tree. And we use the sticks from that tree to make our delicious fried zucchini and breaded chicken on the stick. So Mm -hmm. it's very special. Uh, You'll also find a recipe for bologna with sugar on top, which... It's what it sounds like. It's what it sounds like, but it's got the homestead touch because, you know, what is bologna? We're not sure, but we sure have a good guess of it. That's Uh, right. And we we do use sugar in the raw. Yes, we do. So one thing that when we first joined social media, we saw a lot of like three-minute dump cake or three-minute dump casserole. And a lot of dump. Yeah, lots of dump. And, you know, dump for us is like when we have the free manure weekend, we, you know, have a pile that we like dump into and we add to that. So we were like, what is this, this recipe, like dump cake, dump, dump casserole, but it's a similar idea. You take one thing, you dump it into another thing and you create a pile, like a big mounding pile of various dump ingredients. And then like, because it's a food, you just stick it in the oven and you cook it and then you eat it later. So we have a couple of different dump cakes and casseroles that we've come up with where we just take various food sources, we dump it together and then we cook it and then it's delicious. So that's another thing that you'll find in the cookbook. And then finally, Laddle, I wanted to talk to you about this one in particular because I have some concerns about it. It's the spag bowl. Why do you have concerns about the spag bowl, Fringa? Well, you know, Laddle, I don't like to discuss or talk about or even consider the entertain the idea of anything having to do with spaghetti. Spaghetti? Spaghetti? We. Well, okay, this, but the spag bowl, the spag bowl is, uh, this is a good recipe. This is, um, this is what you have for breakfast. This oh. is a breakfast spaghetti. Yes. Okay. Um, and so what you want to do, you want to get the good pasta. You're going to make this pasta. You're going to add the red marinara. You're going to add the white Parmesan cheese and you're going to eat it. And this is crucial. Fringa, you got to have your spag bowl with a fresh cup of coffee. This is a breakfast food. Okay, so here's this is my breakfast spaghetti. And that's good and fine, Laddle, but here's my concern. What if we are making spaghetti and we're making a lot of spaghetti and we're making like a massive amount of pasta, like a big, big vat of pasta? And what if that somehow invokes stregonona? Well, I never thought of that. Yes. It's it's a concern that I've had ever since we started putting together the cookbook. I, I don't know if you noticed, but anytime that we mention pasta, I cross it out because I'm very, very, very scared of Trigonona. And if she gets wind of us trying to uh, make anything with a, like a large amount of pasta, she might cause us some trouble. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, uh, Laddle. We have no, to be very careful with her. We can't be dealing with this trigonona. No. Uh, for, for our listener, we have dealt with this trigonona in the past. So trigonona, this is this is a witch. All right, this is a yes. grand. This is a grandmother witch. She. She is a witch of her own town. She a witch doctor in a lot of way. Uh, she can help people with uh, ailments. She can help people get rid of uh, the wart. She often can help the women to find their true love. So she go to different community. She settle in as their community witch. And I mean, she really get in there. Right. Yes. Yes. And she's got a helper. His name is Big Anthony. And, you know, he's, we talked a lot of shit about Alexi Fire uh, earlier, who's our, our farmhand here at the homestead. But I honestly, compared to Big Anthony, I think that Alexi Fire is doing okay. Yeah. No, you're right, Fringa. You're right. Easy mistake. Al- Alexi Fire is those effing thing up, but Big Anthony is like creating a avalanche of of problem shit yes the problem is that we we do know straganona um and she she becoming the witch of her own town she caught you know she gained trust of all the people and stuff but the problem is okay fringa and lado we've known straganona for about five years now Mm -hmm. ever since we go back to europe and we go to a uh, we go to a ra- a rave actually. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we can. Fringa kind of travel drag a little um, around to there, and well, Striganona was the witch of this town. And tell our listeners what happened at the rave. Well, yeah, it involved a lot of spaghetti. Yes, well, Striganona was there because she is a fucking. She has no life whatsoever. She just like meddles in people's business, and so she she's was going around. She's a poser. She's a poser. I say that, Fringa. She's a real poser. She thinks yes. she's so important. She show up to the rave, and she yes. what's she even do there? What you gonna? Well, she's we gonna make spaghetti. Well, she's she's trying to match make with different people, and you know we we had a lot to drink that night. We had a lot of. You know, the European version of Dugarita is, uh, you know, the Red Bull and the vodka. So we had a lot of Red Bull vodkas and we were just, you know, going wild. And she said, little girls, why don't you come here? Why don't I give you something to sober you up? And we said, oh, okay, what is it? And she said, I've got spaghetti. And we were like, ooh. Yeah, because she's like, hey, the carb. That's going to suck about the alcohol. That's what she's going to Yeah. She told us it was going to suck about the alcohol. And so her and Big Anthony were over in the corner of the um, nightclub. And they she had her, her cauldron there and everything. It was kind of kind of weird. But we're like, okay, you know, like you're a witch. We're witches. It's fine. So she's making lots and lots and lots of pasta. And she gives Laddle a bowl of pasta. She gives bring a bowl of pasta and we eat the bowl of pasta and she said no 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 not enough i still have more pasta and so she gives us more pasta and we eat the bowl of pasta we eat the bowl and then she gives us another bowl of pasta so basically this basically she wouldn't shut up she kept telling us that we can eat the more pasta all right and when she said that what do you think what do you think happened oh how miraculous her bowl create more pasta yes she has too much power 
Why she has far too much power. If she can make people eat pasta until they get very, very, very sick, which is what happened to Laddle and I, unfortunately, it was very embarrassing. Uh, you're a witch with too much power, and quite frankly, we should just see if you sink or float. That's my opinion. I know I agree with to was to burn her at the stake. Yes, yes. If you guys ever get caught with Straganona at the nightclub at the night disco, all you have to do is get her to blow three kisses to stop the pot from cooking more pasta. But the thing is that like she tricks you into thinking that you you're you're so drunk that you need to eat, keep eating more and more pasta, and so you just get into this loop of like, oh yes, I'm very drunk. I had too many dugaritas or vodka red bulls or whatever i i need to cancel this out i need the pasta to soak up the alcohol but by the time that you realize that you've had way too much pasta and you're actually making your situation worse Straganona has played her evil trick on you and you are gonna get quite sick and embarrass yourself yeah you're gonna make complete ass of yourself yes here in fargo stragamana <sighs> Straganona, she so a lot of my my point is I don't think we should have any pasta recipes. I, I know that you're very passionate about coffee and spaghetti as like two things that you should eat together. Spag but in a bowl. Spag in a bowl, spag bowl with coffee. I you know, do you mix the spaghetti with the coffee? Well, yeah, that's the whole point. Oh, you put the two together? With the red sauce. You put the Well, you well. You're going to, you didn't put them together in space and time, but when you bite into the spaghetti and then you you take a swig of the coffee so that you enjoy them both in your mouth at the same time. Oh, oh. I don't know, Laddle. I don't want Straganona to appear at our homestead with a cauldron full of pasta. All right. Well, I guess that is a fair point. You have Fringa. This is a she is a witch with too much power. I mean, we don't want to bring her to our homestead. So if you, no. all right, fine. If you want to cut this bag bowl out of the of the recipe book, we can cut it out. Why don't you can make that an extra on our website? How about that? All right. Yes, yeah, so that'll be an extra for those who want to pay more. Yes, and and speaking of those who want to pay us, we are going to have a big launch party here at the homestead. It's going to be very fancy. Uh, it's going to be better than any wedding that we've ever made people pay for. It's going to be the launch of our cookbook. And uh, we're actually hiring one of the best men about town to organize <laughs> this. Uh, his name is Albergine. He is a social light, quite the party planner extraordinaire. Anybody who's anybody has a party that's planned by Albergine. And so we've been kicking around some theme ideas for our launch party. He has thrown the famous fermentation fantasy party. He's done the full house formal. Like he's just right, the But guy. the full house formal didn't go exactly as planned. Mm. Right, the full house formal is probably at the party where Fringa and Lado got into the biggest fight. Yeah, because you know we do rock the paper and the um, the slicer. Yes. Uh, before the party, we decide who's going to be Aunt Becky at the full house formal. And do, okay, well, do uh, you want to know who won? It's a Lado one. Yeah, but you know what? Lado got this the slicer against 
Fringa paper. Well, it's absolutely ridiculous because everybody knows that Aunt Becky is a brunette. No, okay, Fringa, no, Fringa, no. Lada won this one, the won the fair and square. I with the Becky of the Full House formal, all right, and I had the Becky outfit, and I talked to Horace the pervert. Horace the pervert came as Uncle Jesse, and I show up. I look beautiful. I look ravishing. I'm ready to be Aunt Becky. And what does Fringa? What does Fringa walk? down the staircase in yes well laddle i'm sorry but you think you're an aunt becky but you're actually a vicky i'm not a vicky mm. wake up san francisco you're a vicky well yes that was a very traumatic party we did get in a big fight and we actually did like scratch each other quite a bit it was quite a scene but we threw we threw each other off the staircase you think you're going to be Aunt Becky for now? I won. Laddle Aunt Becky. Okay. I had my burnout wig on. I look beautiful. I walked down the staircase with Horace the pervert as Uncle Jesse. What do you think you're going to show up and you're going to take the Aunt Becky? You, what do you think you're even doing there? You are, you are supposed to be like DJ. You are supposed to be no. Michelle. You're supposed no. to be. No. You, you know what, Fringa? You're supposed to be Bob Saget. Oh, how dare you? Well, I guess, I guess Lanel just disinvited herself from the launch party of our cookbook with Aubergine. The theme is going to be chicken chic, but Lanel won't be there. So who cares? No, Lanel will be there. Lala will be there in her most chicken chic. Yes, and what does that involve? Well, it involves a lot of feathers, Fringa, obviously. I wear the white gown and I wear feathers to embellish my belt, to embellish my boot, and to embellish my glove. There are a lot of feather involved, Fringa. That she can chic. And then you know I'm also going to be bringing, because she's coming as my date, not your Fringa, I'll be bringing Linda the second to chicken chic. All right, all right. Who are you even going to show up with? What, you going to show up with, uh, with Axel Fryer? No, no. I don't need, I'm so cool and independent lady that I don't even need to show up with a date, Laddle. I will just show up with myself. I will be dressed as a beautiful marble chicken, like our original Linda. And I will be the, I will be ruling the roost and there's nothing you can say about it. And Aubergine will give me the title of most beautiful chicken of the party. No, no, he won't. Mm -hmm. No. All right. That's still going to go to Linda. I know that Linda the first is dead, but Linda the second, well, she's not quite a marble chicken. She's still a beautiful chicken. She's going she gonna to beat you out, Fringa. Well, I'm going to be dressed as the original Linda. I'm going to be the ghost of Linda the first. Yeah, whatever, Fringa. So basically, Fringa and Lado, we... Um, we have a lot of experience hosting like high class party. We know a lot about etiquette. So yes, we have had fermentation fantasy party. We also have chicken chic party. We have full house formal. 
But we have other some a few other party too that you might want to have at your homestead or perhaps at your house. Bring us. So one of our theme party is brooms from around the world. Yes, that was a very good one. That was actually one of the best parties that we ever had. So everybody who attended had to bring their own broom. And it couldn't just be any old broom. It had to be an international broom. Yes. It had to be an international broom. And we actually have, we have some Olympic athletes come to join our party. We had the whole Canadian Canada curling team. Yes, we did. Come with their special little broom that they used to curl their weird iron thing. Uh, yes. So they joined our party. They joined our party. Um, we had a lot of people bring the cinnamon broom from uh, the Trader Joe, which, you know, nice try but not not an international broom so yeah that was a good one and then every, after everybody brought their various brooms we made them actually clean the homestead so it was a really good party yeah and then we we just we vote on who had the best cleaning broom yes yes and it was well they all were terrible Canada actually. did not win no no no, no. Yeah. so yeah so I think that Aubergine will plan us a great launch party chicken chic you know yeah, well we have another we have, we've had another party in the past. This was the Find the Weasel party. Mm, yes. Yes. You might be familiar with the, the old nursery song, Pop Goes the Weasel. And uh, that's it's a very violent, disgusting song. We don't approve of that. But we do have a game that we like to play called Find the Weasel, where we just have, you know, just a normal, very formal party, cocktail dress attire, tiny foods on, on tiny sticks, martinis, you know, just very fancy, high class stuff. And we release a weasel that we have captured earlier in the week into the room. And everybody must drop everything that they're doing and find the weasel. And whoever finds the weasel is the weasel king or queen of the night. And if you're the weasel king or queen of the night, you get an unlimited supply of prune vodka. So that's a very popular party. Yeah, here in the USA. If you are a loyal listener of us, we highly encourage you to RSVP. It'll be very exclusive. We'll pass the information on to Aubergine and he'll put you on the guest list. It'll it'll be a good time. We are not sure if the uncles will be invited. They've really pissed us off after that Red Lobster incident. So TBD yes. with those two. Yeah, the uncles, they often are committing many, as one would say, faux pas. Mm -hmm. They don't understand proper etiquette the way that Fringa and Lad will do. So they often be showing up to party. They not be wearing belt, their shoe often untied. Uh, they show up, they bring grapefruit as if it's yeah. some kind of like, as if yeah, it's some kind that? of special treat that you would bring to some to an extravagant dinner. Yes. Well, and also one time Uncle Howard brought plain yogurt. Just yeah. plain yogurt. Like he brought the like the, the Faje yogurt. Because he thought it was European. He brought right. that and they brought like one grapefruit. And it was disgusting. Yeah, he thought Shameful. if you squeeze... Yeah, he tried to he tried to use the grapefruit to add, to add flavor. But it, he's a failure. Well, he said it was for a drink that he was making. And what, so he drink? was going to... He was going to make a craft cocktail with the prune vodka, the grapefruit, and the, the Faje yogurt. You know, it, it sounded like... A bunch of bullshit to me. He was Are just trying to win us over with fermentation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, he could not deliver. No. No. 
So they may or may not be invited. One thing about them too, don't ever show up to a party in a tank top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What? Yes. Like nobody wants to see like the deodorant stuck to your armpit if you're at a party, especially if you're a man. Stuck to the pair. Yeah. So so they both showed up like that one time in tank tops and it was like, you know, 55 degrees outside and it was an outdoor party, of course, because it was in the barn and nobody could understand what they were doing. So we threw them out immediately. Yeah, they thought it would, they thought that it would be appropriate because they still wear tie. Yes. But we don't know that that not enough. You cannot wear just wear tie or bow tie with your deodorant stained armpit hair. Yeah. So the tank not top. Like, with, the, it, with the tank top. Like, it looks like, you know, the girl from the L word, that style has gone out of style. You're not the girl from the L word. So I don't know what they were trying to do there. Nah, I'm not. I'm not sure either. Okay. Well, Laddle, I think it's time to close this one out. Hashtag fermentation. Hashtag pizza burger. Hashtag dugarita. Hashtag tank top with tie, like girl in L word. Hashtag Hashtag... Dorito chicken and cheese casserole. Hashtag spag bowl. Hashtag brooms Brooms from from around around the world. world. (laughs) Hashtag find the weasel. Hashtag full house formal. Hashtag ladle and Beth. All right, everybody. Well, follow us, please, on at home staying on Instagram. You can find me at Fringo5 on Twitter. And Laddle, say your Twitter handle, please, again. Oh, yeah. So Laddle Children handle is Laddle USA Expert. We would also like to say to our listener, please do rate USA Talk with Fringa and Laddle. Rate and review it. Yes. Podcast listening. But you only give us the, uh, the good review. Yes. And special shout out to our listener, uh, Hank who gave us five stars and left a really nice review, said we taught them everything that they know. Like, thank you so much. That's so kind. And if you want to get on our good list and possibly on the RSVP guest list for the book launch party for Chicken chicken Chic, you, you know, maybe leave a good review. We'll see what happens. Yes. All right. yeah, Hank, Hank is already Hank is already coming to any of our VIP party, any of our VIP event. Thank you, Hank. You are best friend. If anyone else wants to rate and review, Fringon Lado very much appreciate that. And maybe we will also give you some sort of VIP VIP process. But if anybody give us bad review, we will curse you. Yes, yes. We will do a radish root curse on you. That is true. Yes. All right. So don't do it. Don't do it.